I just think it's good that we are black, brown, so that people see us and we are doing it. It's true, you have to see it to do it. And I think that's really, really important. Hello, I'm Liv Bolton and welcome back to Series 7 of The Outdoors Fix, a podcast to inspire you to make the outdoors a bigger part of your life. In this fourth episode of the series, we're heading to an open water swimming reservoir in London. Back in the summer, I had a great chat and swim there with my guest, Debbie Croydon. Debbie's a swimming teacher, an open water coach and triathlon coach. She's also the co-founder of the community swimming group, Soul Swimmers. Set up in 2020, the group aims to encourage more women from diverse backgrounds to take up swimming, particularly outdoors and in open water. Debbie's based in London, and she's also a triathlete who has competed for Team GB in the World Championships for triathlon in her age category of 60 to 64. But before we get to Debbie's story, I wanted to say thank you so much to all of you who's listened to the three episodes in this series so far, with mountain biker Vicky Balfour, Special Forces veteran and Wainwright record setter Chris Gaskin, and Adventure Community founder Kate Capelli. It's been so lovely to read your messages and feedback. If you enjoyed the episodes, it would be amazing if you could subscribe or write a review on Apple Podcasts about them and spread the word to your family and friends about The Outdoors Fix. I also want to thank the outdoor footwear company Merrill for kindly supporting this podcast. Their backing makes The Outdoors Fix possible and they always allow me the freedom to find the people and stories I think are important to showcase. And you know that I love using their Moab Speed hiking shoes, which are seriously comfortable. Merrill have kindly offered listeners of The Outdoors Fix a 20% off discount on their shoes at merrill.co.uk. So just use the code FIX20, which is valid on all full price items on their website. Anyway, let's head to this open water oasis in the heart of London and hear Debbie's story. I'm on the shores of the West Reservoir in Hackney in London, which is an amazing spot for open water in the centre of London. It's got dozens and dozens of swimmers out today. It's a very, very hot summer's day. Uh, People swimming with their orange floats and their caps on, doing a big lap of the reservoir. And I'm here to meet Debbie Croydon. We're gonna have a chat by the shore of the reservoir here, and then hopefully we'll go for a little dip together. And I'm feeling pretty lucky to be sat by a beautiful reservoir on this very sunny day. It's not a bad day of work. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on the Outdoors Fix podcast. You're welcome. It's lovely, lovely to have you here and in a spot that you know fairly well, don't you? Can yeah. you can you describe where we are? Yeah, we're in West Reservoir, which is in, I suppose, I'm not sure if it's actually Hackney or Islington, but I always think of it as Hackney. Yeah. Um, and I'm a Hackney girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's really, really beautiful. It's uh, open water, swimming, it's where I come. So yeah, it's a lovely swimming spot now, and, and on a beautiful day. Exactly, <laughs> and it's actually quite a big reservoir. I mean, yeah. there's like a 400 metre loop or something you can yeah. do here, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, I mean, they do change it depending on what goes on with the other um, users. You know, there's like um, some boats and kayakers and 
you know, which is great to see as well. Yeah. So it's really being utilised. Yeah, you know, so and we've it's got amazing. a backdrop of, backdrop of seagulls yep. and <laughs> <laughs> lovely noises like that. And just to tell the listeners a bit more background about you. Yeah. So you're a swimming teacher, you're an open water swim coach, a triathlon coach, and also on the side, which is incredible, is you um, are a triathlete who does triathlons for GB in the 60 to 64 age range. That's right, yeah. Incredible. I know, that, that does sound like a lot. I don't really think of it like that. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, how much are you swimming in open water? I suppose in a way, yeah, probably, yeah, more or less every week, every two weeks. It just depends on the weather, you know, where I am, what I'm doing myself. But yeah, I like to, and I like to swim in the sea as well. I really love being in the sea. Um, that's my favourite, I think. Yeah. But um, so meanwhile, I often come to here, West Res or other places like been to Beckenham at the weekend, Beckenham Place Lakes, I was swimming in there. Okay, is that in London? Is that? Um, yeah, so that's in South London, Beckenham Place Lake and where else I swim? Last night was at Parliament Hillfields Lead, I mean that's not really an outside play, but it feels so outside because yeah. you're so, it's such a big pool, but those are my, those are my places to swim. Yeah, yeah. nice. In terms of outdoor and open water swimming, why do you love it so much and, and how does it make you feel? I just like the freedom and, and being, especially when you can do it with, you know, in this weather without a wetsuit, it, you just feel really natural and um, when I've been in the sea as well, I just, I know it's a really weird thing to say, but I just feel kind of intrepid, especially when it's a bit wavy and um, so like when there's triathlons and they're in the sea, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. because they're really wavy and you feel like you're getting through the water and even that's a short distance, it's real fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and as long as it's safe and you've got the cover and, you know, you know, it's a lifeguarded beach, you know, I think all those things are really, really important. Yeah. And uh, it's that freedom. It just is so relaxing. You forget about anything else, any stresses you've got. And you just look around and even though you're seeing the buildings and the sky and the birds and the wildlife and people laughing and, you know, just that sound of the water, I just think it's just, it's just such a really amazing thing. I never thought as a younger you know, the young Debbie sort of, you know, swimming in the pool around the corner and living in Islington that I would be, you know, doing it, doing that kind of thing. So it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty different. It's not really, I'm a city girl, you know, yeah. so. Well, you've so. got quite a story, which I definitely want to come to in mm. this episode. So I want to talk about the other thing that you do, not like you haven't got enough on your plate, <laughs> is that you are the co-founder of a community group called Soul Swimmers UK, yeah. um, which is to encourage black and Asian women to get swimming and in open water. Yeah. And you do that um, with Audrey Livingston, who's your co-founder. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I really want to hear more about sort of why you wanted to set it up and, and mm. what's important about it to you. Mm. Um, but just to, to tell the listeners, what do you offer as part of Soul Swimmers then? So as Soul Swimmers, um, what we've been offering is basically to have, you know, and it's, her phrase was then, well, you've got some, for some people, you've got to learn to swim first. So we're teaching people to swim, women to swim, and some who can already swim and just want to get their stroke a bit better. Then we started to do open water sessions. We've done open water sessions here. We've had meetups here for people who already can swim. The meetups are non-coach swims, so that I'm just giving them tips, and I do give a little bit of advice as well, you know, coaching tips and things. But we do coach sessions where we do talk about everything to do with wetsuits, you know, all about the environment, the safety aspect. The ethos really was really for me. I always thought that that group of being mothers, sisters, grandmas, auntie, all those women, rather than sort of thinking about children, because I think children actually do get taught to swim at school, 
not all kids do, but and that will come, you know. But I think if they can turn around and say, well, hold on a minute, my auntie swims, my grandma swims, mm. I think I might want to do a, a swimming event or I might yeah. want to do more swimming lessons. And I think that will perpetuate them. So even if they do do swimming lessons, yeah and then give up, they've got people around them that will encourage them to yeah. carry on. And I think that's kind of a really, it's kind of a backwards way, but I think it's a really important, so important. way to perpetuate, you know, youngsters and be the role models for them. Yeah. So, um, and that was always my thing about yeah. doing soul swimmers. So. Definitely. What I'd love to get to though, is mm -hmm. to find out where your love of swimming comes from. Okay. And also, you know, how you became a swim coach, because yeah. am I right in saying that you didn't really properly get into swimming until you were older because yeah. and you were born in London you grew up in London yeah. Um, but t yeah tell me about that journey with swimming yeah so I um, basically as a kid we used to always go to the local swimming pool and we used to just try and we didn't really swim we just want to try and jump in or try and do a dive when you wasn't meant to <laughs> yeah. try and do a back dive when you wasn't meant to um, and try and basically bomb the lifeguards and splash <laughs> people and we were quite naughty really but um, so that was us going swimming really yeah. so but I even then I struggled to breathe on both sides then um, when it's 2012 I was actually living in Spain and, and I just thought oh, I really need to do something so I did a couch potato to 5k and when we came back from Spain I thought I'd join a club so I joined a running club and uh, serpentine running club and I just thought oh they've got a triathlon section and I thought I know that that's three sports I've heard of that because yeah. of the Olympics was coming so yeah, I was talking yeah. about it so um, so I thought oh yeah I thought I can run a bit swim a bit bike a bit and basically had no idea <laughs> and uh, and the first swim session you know they they you know they said oh you know let's let's do four lengths sort of thing and I, thought, and I said, I'd be lucky to do two. <laughs> but I, and I think I did one and stopped, you know, because I did, I couldn't breathe properly and had no idea. And and uh, I realised when we did some filming shortly afterwards that I, I swam like a, a wind-up toy. <laughs> and um, so, you know, and really you just had to relearn the technique. So although I could swim and, you know, I'd be okay, I wasn't really a swimmer as much as I thought yeah. I was, you know. So I actually had to relearn how to swim front crawl. And also as a kid, I, I did a little bit of breaststroke and the teacher, I remember the teacher saying, oh, you've got a screw kick, don't ever do breaststroke again. <laughs> Which, you know, that's... A, it's discouraging, that's old isn't it? Time, that yeah. was the olden sort of ways sometimes. Of course, I never did. And to this day, I'm not a great breaststroker. So so, um, so that's how I kind of got into doing triathlons first. Yeah. And, and just that, it, just to going to that, that's quite impressive because if you don't mind me saying it, 2012, mm. you, you mentioned to me that you were in your 50s then. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. taking up triathlon in your 50s, that's amazing. Even the coaches said it, it might be a little bit late, but you know, Incredible. and the thing was, I just did it for the fun of it, trying to keep fit. And um, yeah, and I really liked it because it's changing to different sports. I, I, you know, I thought it was kind of a, a fun all around, you know, sport to do. But, um, and it was funny, like the first open water, we went to Shepparton and, and I just thought, and it was quite cold. And it was just, <laughs> and we, we said, we're gonna swim to a boy and it's just like, and I looked back and I could see the land and I thought, oh my God, how am I gonna get back? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, you can swim. 
and it's it's a real psychological thing though and it does take a bit of time to figure that out but you know and it was and it was fine and it was it was a bit weird I must admit I, I did think it was this is really alien environment to yeah. me you know swimming in a lake I, I didn't think people swam in lakes yeah. but now of course it's I'm the absolute opposite and yeah. I'm just a sort of like yeah of course you know you get used to it and and it's funny when I see people and they're going oh my god you know this is really lovely you know and it's it's really nice to see that you yeah. know so it's so how did you go from obviously really getting into triathlon mm. and open water swimming for leisure and for mm. fitness? Mm. So how did you go from that to making swimming into your career? Because um, I wanted to, I wanted to learn more about the swimming. I loved the technique of sports, and um, so I thought, oh, I do the tri coach um, exam. So I did mm. that, studied for that, did the level one. And then I did the level two, and then I thought, oh, yeah, I still really like the swimming. And even when I coached, I always focused on the swim part of it. And then um, I thought, I'll do an ASA um, swim teacher. So I did that, did the level one, did the two, and then in between did the open water. And then I just thought, oh, maybe I should do it as part-time, as a job, the swim teacher, as I've got it. Mm. So I thought I did, and I worked, at, uh, I started at GLL. It's the only place I've worked, actually, is GLL. Um, That's a leisure centre company. Yeah, and yeah. I work at London Aquatic Centre. So wow. I, I studied there, and I thought, yeah, it's the best place to work. So, so watching the, the Olympics, you now work. You now know, work in the Aquatic Centre. I know, centre. I know, wow. and I absolutely love it. And actually, I mostly teach. Is I'm a level water teacher, so I teach disabled children. Doing the level water is a massive insight and massive learning curve, but I absolutely love it. So yeah. So how long a period is this when you go from you know doing your first qualifications to be to being fully qualified? Um, it wasn't really that long. I mean, I think I did level one and then did for the for the teacher, uh, swim teacher. I did level one and level two in the same year. Mm. So and for the tri qualification, I think that was like about eighteen months, two years. So basically, in sort of two to three years, I was qualified in both. And meanwhile, I did an open water. Um, I've got two open waters, yeah, an STA and an ASA as well. So, yeah. but yeah, so I did because I just want to know more, and you know, I'm really hungry for that. Even being older, I just think it's important and to have all the safety aspects as well as all the technique and you know as much as you can know about these things. I think it's great and pass it on. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Being someone who's changed career in their fifties yeah. and doing something like that is, I think, incredibly inspiring. Yeah. Um, um, I suppose I don't really think of it like that. I just think of it, you know. I suppose I've always been one of those people that I've I've done a lot of different things in my life and. Um, I've kind of done what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, which I suppose in a way is a bit of freedom and everything. But I think I worked a lot when I was a lot younger. And, um, you know, so I just thought it's nice to be able to do, you know, different things. And it's, to, to, be, to be able to do, as people say, it's a bit of a cliched statement, but doing things you really love, mm. and I think it's just so important. And, you know, I'm at a stage where I just would, and I still now, even though I work part-time, I'm all over different places but I'm still only part-time and and I like that you know so I can still do my own training and swimming and you know doing you know other things as well so I just I just think it's important to try and always go after things that you you know you want to do and interest you at that time and um, I think swimming is good because you can always it's something you can go if you've got some interest in it it's quite an easy thing to go back to and and you can do so many different things swimming so like I do level water you could do women only you can do a more competitive swimming you can 
there's just just so much, you know. And it's funny, and then so I just decided to, you have to have a safety exam for being a swim teacher. So instead of that, I did a lifeguard exam. So, so I'm a lifeguard, so I do the training for lifeguarding. So it's just fun, you know. <laughs> I, I suppose, you know, just... That's oh, brilliant. Like to do different things. Yeah, so. it's fantastic. And do you get a kick out of seeing people learn and you know pick up swimming? And is that part of it? I think you know I, I really enjoy the teaching and you know teaching people to swim. But I also like it when we do more things like coming to open water for the first time or you know putting on a wetsuit and because I've done those things and I can really empathise and you know I think it's that's what's what's good but i think it's the fact that you know swimming can lead on to so many other things and so many different things and you know there's so many different jobs associated with swimming as well it's not just swimming it's you know you know but being able to swim and having that life skill and you know for 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 different people seeing their children their nieces their nephews seeing them swim encourages them so i think that's my yeah, ethos, I yeah, suppose. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And just on a side then, from the triathlon, mm. in terms of the personal side for you, mm. you're doing it for GB. I mean, you have in the past and, and done it in the 60-64 age group, as we mentioned. That's got to be a lot of training. It is. I mean, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I don't train as much kind of thing as some, some people who are, you know, a lot younger and because of the impact on your body. And um, But yeah, no, I do. And it's just that I have been injured lately and it's... You know, you really do need to put in the training to 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 keep up. But you know, I still. I mean, I was in Canada, in Montreal. Um, I didn't have a great race, and it was really hot. But I did. It was the World Champs, and you know. It, but it's only in my age group. But it's um, but it's fun, and it's fun to go there and see people of all the different age groups mm. going off in their different waves, and you know, and yeah. you know, obviously some people were competitive swimmers, but not everybody is, yeah. not everybody was a competitive runner. And it's, it's, you know, I just think literally sport is for everyone. It, it, it doesn't matter. You, you, and people think, oh yeah, but I wasn't sporty as a kid. You don't have to be, you know, it's just taking enjoyment of being, doing stuff and being outside, you know, whether you're on a bike or you're running or, you know, and I think it's taken off. I think um, lockdown has had a big, massive impact which is, and I think that's the only good impact, mm. <laughs> obviously, mm. you know, but it's a really good thing what's come out of that is that the people can be outside and take the enjoyment of being outside. So you were talking about lockdown just then, mm -hmm. and of course in lockdown, that's when you and Audrey decided mm -hmm. to set up Soul Swimmers UK. Yeah, yeah. So can you just tell me where were you when you decided to set it up and, yeah. and why was it so important to you? Yeah, so um, we were basically, when you could go out for bike rides, we decided to go out for some long, well, longer bike rides and we went to basically to, I think it was like Putney somewhere. We were talking about everything like Black Lives Matter and all what was going on in the world and um, just saying, you know, like, you know, when you as both as tri coaches and she's done tries in the past as well so just saying that you know you don't really see black brown asian women you know you know only just one or two and um yeah and you know and i've just said i'd really love to do that something you know and i've thought about this before in the past and i was really going to do it with another friend and i don't just don't think the time was right and i think after black lives matter i think something really changed and so, um, so and I said, I'd really want to start up something, you know, a group where we can get more black and 
Asian women into swimming and into open water doing triathlons. So she said, well, if you set it up, I'll do it with you, I'll help you. I said, really? So she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, you do it, go on, and I'll, I'll help you. And so we just, and she said, yeah, do it, do it, do it. So I said, all right then, all right, we'll do it. And from then on, we just went boom and just really went for it. And um, yeah, so and it's, it's, it's been good. It's a small group, you know, and in a way, because we've sort of both got other jobs, it's, it's hard to sort of, you know, keep hold of it and everything. And, um, but we're keeping it kind of just like a little yeah. small group. And so we do our swimming groups on a Tuesday. And they're all quite different levels. So we have two groups, one's more of a beginners and one's more improvers session on the Tuesday but yeah so you know out of that we we really wanted to get people into open water swimming so it's taken a bit of time but that's what we're doing and it's it's uh, you know we, we were going to do the serpentine swim and so we think um, but we've only got like I think one or two swimmers being able to do it this year because you know we just have people away and not mm. missing sessions and stuff so so but hopefully we're going to do that properly next year it's a yeah. bit of a real goal target to to doing something but nice. and have smaller ones as well sort of yeah. thing so so know. when you do an open water session then mm. can you sort of talk me through it you know what are you showing the women and um you know what are you trying to teach them okay so first of all we talk about the um environment uh, where you are um, you know a pool is very different you know you've got four walls and you've got a black line you can follow and um, so basically it's about the environment and what's here you know other users and the wildlife what's in the water whether it's salty or not how do you get in how do you get out all the, the safety elements what you be wearing the temperature what happens with cold water shock mm. all the safety aspects and um, you know storms do you get out you know what happens thunder and light you know all those things so we do all that talk about all that safety elements and then talk about what we're going to do how do you how do you see where you're going so we talk about sighting and how you sight and we talk about the triathlon element because we've when we've done it we've had people who were swimmers and people who were like what i like to call an experience so we're mm. just getting in the water feeling what it's like feeling what the wetsuit's like um so we do kind of, you know, sort of differentiate, and uh, obviously, so so more the the more experienced you want to do triathlons or summer training for, so they do, you know, more drafting elements as well. So and learning about that, learning to turn around the boy, um, and because even if it's not a triathlon, even if you do an open water swim sometimes or an event, you will have to use markers and buoys. And, um, and it's knowing about also, if you're in the sea, about currents, mm. riptides, yeah. um, all those. But they're not, you know, it's just good to have that knowledge. And I'm really key on that sort of safety yeah. aspect and that. But then also the enjoyment and the fun of just feeling what the water's like. Yeah. And, then, and then floating and remember, you know, float on your back, you know, because that's float to breathe, you know. So that's always your safety position. But just doing it to feel what it's like as well. Yeah. And, you know, and just and just having fun and when we did with the experience and we just swam a little way and it come back a little yeah. bit and told them what they're looking for and stuff and and just getting used to it and getting out of the wetsuit and it is quite alien and quite different mm. as it was for me the first time yeah. you know so that's what I try to yeah it's know, building their confidence isn't it yeah I'm happy that people come along and it's it's more like a club really it's not really a group it's a club and you know I, I do have to sort of get a little bit harsh with people because it's a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs>
it's a lot of talking and not much swimming sometimes but then you know that's that's also good you know yeah. as well and I think things like that are really important if you could tell me one of your favorite memories from soul swimmers what would it be oh you caught me out there um <laughs> One of the recent ones, I think, for me really was with one lady um, who's really worked hard with her swimming, but found it sort of quite difficult. And she's really improved, but she's, you know, and um, came to open water. And the first time, because she said, Debbie, I want to do it, I want to do it, you know, I really want to do it. So I said, OK, we'll do it. And she really took to it in a way, and she really enjoyed it. And uh, I've got a photo of her, and uh, the smile. It's just, it, it, it absolutely sums it up, what really, what we're trying to do. And I think it's just such a lovely picture because she always says, make sure you get a photo, make sure you get a photo, you know. But it, it just really caught and really quite naturally, really smiling. And um, I think that people trying on their wetsuits in the pool and getting really hot and like really <laughs> laughing. And I think just things like that, really. Um, me and Audrey together, I think, doing our first session here and, you know, being a bit sort of nervous ourselves because you never know what quite what to expect and you know and it working really well and really being you know thinking oh, yeah this is this is it we are actually doing it you know, and it's good yeah I suppose in a way those those sort of things but I think it's what you get from people what people say how they feel you know and how I think that is can't buy that can you really exactly. you know? must be quite unusual to have a swim you know community group led by two Amazing, female, two female, coaches. yeah, exactly. It is tri-coaches, yeah, and swim teachers, and yeah, it's, I suppose it's unusual. Um, but that's why I thought it was such an opportunity to do, you know, in a way that I think my only sort of, you know, the only shame really is that I wish we were doing this and we were sort of 35, 40, because I think you could have really, you know, really gone into it in a different way, gone and been much bigger and... But then, you know, 35 thought I was doing different things and you only do things when you do them in a way. So it works, you know, we're quite different enough that it does work. And I just think it's good that we are black, brown, so that people see us and we are doing it. It's true, you have to see it to do it. And I think that's really, really important. How would you sum up the impacts of the outdoors on your life then? I think being a city girl, you know, and like growing up in London, I mean, I just think being out here and doing things which are completely different and hopefully try and encourage other women to do the same. I just think it's another world in a way that there's just so much more to see and so much more to do. And, you know, I think the water for me is the key thing more than the actual countryside as such. And I just like, you know, when you find a little cove and you can swim in it and you know where it, you know, I do follow my little books and everything and known places and um, I just think swimming and you know, that there was a place in Cornwall called Lamorna Cove, we swam in recently and you just went down and there was just all this mass of seaweed and you just thought it was the sort of place you didn't know if like a seal was going to pop out from <laughs> and I like that, it's exciting and it's like, you know, you feel like you're living. So Debbie, who are the people who inspired your outdoor swimming adventures? Okay, so I would say uh, Margaret, who was my coach at Serpentine, um, who I suppose really did um, 
inspire me because in a way I think because she was older and um, and she is still doing triathlons and um, she's pretty amazing I think for especially doing at that age but you know but uh, you know and she really did inspire me to I suppose to carry on to do it and yeah what tips would you have for people swimming in open water um, who potentially haven't really sort of done it before? I think the, the biggest tip I could give is always go to um, a place, you know, such as West Reservoir, where they'll do an induction and make sure that you know what you're doing. But also I think is, is get coached, have a coaching session first. And there, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty now available to, you know, everyone really. Um, and I think that would be the biggest tip is, is to have a coach session first simply because you'll know what to do and more you, I think all sports it's all about preparation anything in terms of what you would wear um, yes obviously you know you're going to need a wetsuit if it's going to be colder but I think if you was going to go to a coach session you would learn all that and because you can get the wrong, you know, you're, you're, I've seen people at triathlons turn up in surfing wetsuits and, you know, they do keep you warm to a certain degree, but they're very different. And you need the, you need the mobility in the shoulders to get your arms over. And um, so all things like that are really important. So I don't want to keep going on and on and on with all the different tips. But, you know, basically, if you have a coach session, I think would be the best way to, you know, and they'll do like, you know, six lessons or, you know, six sessions or just three sessions or just one or do a one-to-one -one or, but then you'll have the knowledge. And I think that's kind of key because the safety element is huge, especially when it starts to get cold. Mm. And, you know, and, and the knowledge about entry and exit is really important, getting in and out of the water. You want to be able to do that and do it safely. Yeah. So I think, you know, and also if you're at the, the beach, you know, and it's always swimming lifeguarded areas, always always and if people are interested in coming to a soul swimmer session how would they find out about you where can they see you online okay well i mean at the moment i think we are waitlisted still so but we're on soul swimmers uk is our instagram and that's how we chat to people mostly and um but we we do have you know we do post when there's meetups at west res or if there's meetups at beckenham place so if you just go for our instagram Soul Swimmers UK, we'll, we can send you the information when we have it. Great. Yep. Debbie, thank you so much for doing this and coming out on, well, a pretty awesome day. I think we're about to go and have a swim. Oh yes, definitely. I think I'm quite hot now. I, th I think actually we were sitting in the shade and it's gone over while we've been talking. Definitely not so shade anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go for a swim. Yeah. Um, and it's weather today that I think we could probably just do in swimsuits today, can't we? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely warm enough. It'd be a bit too hot for uh, wetsuits, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. But it's been really, really lovely to hear more about soul swimmers oh, thank and you. how you got into open water swimming. It's a really oh, inspiring story. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Have you got any? Uh, triathlons do you think coming up in the next few weeks um well allegedly i've got a few yeah and one is actually um i think it's a world super sprint in abu dhabi in november and also there's a in bilbao uh, an aquathlon i'm doing for for gb but i need to get some training so i've just coming off of an injury on yeah, my knee so yeah. i'm hopefully hopefully but this is part of the problem you know you just it's whether you're injured or not or you know well oh. enough or not so but hopefully we'll see and we'll Doing those. Good luck with yeah, that thank and you. thank you again because it's been so, so interesting. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Debbie's episode. You can see photos of Debbie and a video from our recording on the Outdoors Fix website or on Instagram at The Outdoors Fix. You'll also find Debbie on Instagram at Deb Croydon and Soul Swimmers UK is on Instagram at soulswimmers.uk. If you want to make the outdoors a bigger part of your life, did you know that The Outdoors Fix is now also available as a book? It's packed full of my podcast guest stories, tips and beautiful photographs to show how you can get outdoors more and feel the benefits. The Outdoors Fix book is available to buy through the link in the podcast show notes, as well as the Vertebrate Publishing website, Amazon and other bookshops. I'm sure you know this by now, but I end each episode with some sounds of nature. So now it's that time to take a short moment to relax and listen to some spring bird song I recorded in Devon. I hope you enjoy it.